You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right, welcome to another edition of the Wendy City Benders Podcast, episode 113. It's officially a rebuild. It's officially the rebuild. The plan is out. <laughs> plan is out. The stand plan is set in motion. And for anybody that knows how much I hate Stan Bowman, you're going to be shocked this episode. Not shocked, <laughs> surprised. I yeah, think. for sure. I think. But um, with me, as usual, is Tanner. Tanner, how are you, bud? Fantastic. You know, just one tooth lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get a tooth pulled. So just hanging out with a hole in my gums. It's pretty great. Spit in chiclets, but nothing you can see. Yeah. um yeah so it's like not a lot of news but also a lot of news at the same time i I mean i think the biggest the biggest news there is right now is avalanche renamed their home arena (laughs) (laughs) they're no longer the pepsi arena it's now the ball arena that's it (laughs) it's like the mason jars the ball brand you guys know what i'm talking about that's who bought the the naming rights to the arena I had no idea what he was talking about. I thought he was talking when he said, oh, you know, the glasses. And I thought he was talking about glasses, glasses. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? For your eyes. Yeah, for (laughs) your eyes, man. Um, Yeah, so there was that. Um, And then there's a little tiny email that got sent out to Blackout season ticket holders. Yeah. Um, Yeah, all it really basically said was that the Hawks are officially rebuilding. Kind of. Kind of. It's the Hawks are going younger. That's what it is. Which... Because a full rebuild would be tearing it down, getting rid of Taze, getting rid of Keith, getting rid of Kane. Can't get rid of Seabrook unless you package him with Kane somewhere. And then it's like, here, take this $17 million. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's somewhat a rebuild, but it's going younger and focusing on youth. Like, they're not signing – like 28, 29, 30-year-old like veterans to come in on the team right now. It yeah, it definitely was a good it was not the the email was it was kind of like a well yeah, no shit. Like we could kind of tell this by not bringing Crawford trading sod and all this kind of stuff. But um yeah, so basically a quick Part of it, we're committed to developing young players and rebuilding our roster. We want more than another window to win. We want to reach the summit again and stay there. An effort that will require a stockpile of emerging talent to com- uh, to complement our top players. The influx of youth and their progress- progression will provide roster flexibility and depth throughout our lineup. Yep. So... This is Hawks talk, by the way. Yeah, Hawks Hey, we're already uh, in it. <laughs> yeah. Um... So it's like even when that first that letter first came out, it still kind of was like, okay, cool. You can say you're going young, you can do all this, but like, you know, what's what's the mindset? What's the game plan? Is Stan? I saw the question. Is Stan still the one to do this? Like, how can you trust the person that put us in this situation? And there still was. I felt for me personally, there was still a lot of questions when that email came out because it was just like we said in our group chat it was just kind of stating the obvious yeah so what was actually surprisingly nice was that part of this rebuild retool whatever you want to call it is that they want to be more open with the media and the fans about what what they're doing so stan bowman went on a little media tour yeah, you um, I, I up a few podcasts, but I, uh, I, I checked my our number. <laughs> yeah, I checked my spam folder and any everything. I, I I must have missed it. So if you want to try again, Stan, uh, we'll we'll have you on. We'll be better than uh, another Chicago podcast, but you know, that's um, all right. And he really did a good job of. I think I don't. So we talked about. I mean, we talked about our opinions of it. Let me ask you this because this kind of just hit to me. Did because we. T- we're really talking about the one that he did with Pat Boyle. Um, yes. So I listened to, I just want to mention, I listened to both podcasts that I would mainly want to find him on, which was one, which was Blackhawks talk, which 
was with Pat Boyle and Charlie Rumalite. Rumalite. Oh my God, Rumalitis. <laughs> I it's messing with my Rumaloitis. <laughs> I fucking. You just had a stroke there. Yeah. That is shit. that what I look like? That, is that was that like me? I'm blaming that on the fact that I'm missing a tooth and I couldn't it couldn't roll out correctly. <laughs> but I listened to their their podcast and then I also listened to uh, the uh, Powers and Laz uh, nice. their podcast as well. I didn't and, listen to that one. And so in general, if you want to get like an actual listen in, they're very similar in the way that the podcast um, comes out in their hour long interviews with Stan Bowman. So I think. You can listen to either one. You kind of get the same answers in each one there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting to kind of hear it and feel a little bit more at ease with, like, the decisions and, like, kind of understand them a bit more, too. Is it because it made sense, that what he was saying? Yeah. Or do you think yeah, that? And then do you also think, though, that they kind of – they kind of saved him a little bit by kind of giving him the softball questions or do you like, I'm just curious about that. Like, I think it was well done. I think you asked the questions without being confrontational about it. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. Some like, people it's not like they went in there and being like, Oh, do you think that you should be fired? And you think that you should be the one that go that leads yeah. this team back on a rebuild? It's like, he would just be like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would love to see like someone push him a little bit, you know, press him a little bit more and maybe, try to hold him accountable for some of the, like the, the bad deals that he made. But for what this situation was, I think it was actually very, very well done. Um, and like you said, how you said it, it put me at ease a little bit. Yeah. I think it, one of the things too, that like, even with all the hate and like frustrations towards Bowman, like I sent it to you in a text. I was like, how, it's very hard to find a GM that's been in a position as like him, as long as he has and had the success that he has had. And then just try and find a, play, a GM like that as well and show me that they haven't made bad moves as well. Yeah. Because everybody's going to make bad moves if you're in the position long enough. Like, it's just going to happen. Um, we just tend to, like, harp on the bad moves because it's kind of been the bad moves that have lately sent us this direction. But it's also don't little- forget that there's the moves that were made that still got us two other cups after the first one. Yeah. Like, in 2010 like i think those, it's those worked i think though too it's that while every gm makes bad moves bad just makes bad decisions there are a couple though that with with bowman that i don't know if it's just because we're not in the market of other teams and all that kind of stuff it feels like when he's made a bad decision it was a bad one and it kind of like was a big red flag like what the fuck are you doing yeah and and i don't know if that's just because market bias like we because we, we absorb everything blackhawks and we get the firsthand news yeah, and all that, that's true but, i mean um, it's also hard when when you're if you're talking about like contracts like you're yeah. dealing contracts so like these stanley cup champions like they're gonna cost more than just somebody that made the playoffs and somebody that just did well on a team on, on a non-playoff team like you're gonna have to pay your talent to stay on your team and that's where we got handcuffed and any other GM in that position probably is going to end up doing the same. Likely they maybe don't make the same trades, but I could see where he was going with like certain things, even though I disagreed with them. Yeah. But I think the only, the only one that I still would want to sit him down and I would love to hear like thought process and what happened was that Siebs contract. Yeah. Like, I mean, I that, was just a, that was definitely just a reward contract yeah, like, for sure. Like, I don't that's, know. That's a they... that's paying a guy for what he did and not about his potential. Like that was just that's that's yeah. always one that no matter what, I love Siebs. I'm one of the best defensemen that we've oh, ever yeah. had, and I will never say bad of him. But and you can't blame him for going and getting paid when his time was up. But it's just like Sam. What do you? What, what were you doing? That term though. That's yeah, what like, kills me on. the most. Like <laughs> I don't care. Like if the if it was fucking five years we'd be out of this after next season it's like it's not though because it's it was seven right wasn't it yes i think it was seven or eight it was i'm pretty sure it was seven and he was it might have been like seven 30 years. yeah and it was just like he was oh. 30 when he signed it and that's what kills me too it's like why are you giving some that term for that money with a no movement clause to somebody who's turned like is in their 30s 
not like close so, attorney. He's not, he's not like a, a very agile player. Like he's very aggressive and he's very like on the body all the time. Like he's not going to just like age well at that point. Yeah. He's gonna uh, age more like milk and not like wine, like after 30. Like that's how it works. His, like, it was an eight-year deal that he signed. Oh, it was an eight-year deal. Yeah. Holy shit. That's funny. But uh, I, th- I think the two main points that I got that he kind of went over or brought it back to in each um, like interview was that it was it's mainly about asset management right now, and it's about cap flexibility for the future. It's the whole reason, like, when he got into, like, why he didn't sign Crawford. It's like he wanted to sign Crawford, but he knows that – Crawford wanted two years and they were like, we'll give you, we're really comfortable with giving you one year because like w- Crawford's not the goalie of the future for the Hawks. Yeah. And I mean, if you're just getting Crawford again for one or two years, you're not giving anybody else a chance and you're just slapping a bandaid on the situation that we've had basically a bandaid on for the past two years. And then if you don't sign Crawford, that also gives you more cap space and he makes, he makes moves that gave us more cap space. And then there's deals coming off next year that are going to give us more cap space. And he wants to be one of those teams while the cap is like flat and teams are like really hard pressed to the cap. We are in going to be in a really great place to utilize our cap space against other teams to take shitty contracts, get picks or prospects, and then build up a pool of players that can complement our young core of players and I was just like, yeah, that's what we should be fucking doing. And I'm like glad we pulled the trigger on it. Kind like kind of. It sucks to like not have Crawford, but well, he also said, yeah, like weird. what he said more with that too. It's like he's not saying that they're not going to go after good players. He said that part of the reason Crawford won the two years that really turned them off was say a great young goalie becomes available that yep. is attainable. And well, well, you got th- whatever Crawford was going to get yeah. locked up, and you don't have that move where you can't go and get him. As who knows if the goal of the future, I think I was talking with Potes the other day about this. I think both of Columbus's goalies are coming up. Yeah. So, like, not saying that they're like they're our answer, but I'm saying there's two good young goalies that one possibly is going to reach market. Yeah. And absolutely. You don't have. You wouldn't be able to go after him if you you're locked down with with Crawford. I um I can pull it up real quick. I'm pretty sure that they're both done after this year. Yeah, I just don't remember if they're UFAs or RFAs. They're gonna be UFAs. I'm pretty sure because I think they're. Oh, you know what? They might be 24 right now. Um, here I have it right here. They're gonna be UFAs. It's actually they have two years left, but. Okay. Corpusalo is at 2.8 and Merzlikens at four. And so, I mean, even, even if that's the case though, too, like maybe there's another goalie next year. And if there isn't, it's fine. Like we don't have to just try and fill that goalie void right away. Like if we're trying to build up our players, but if one of those two comes available, like two years down the road, like they can honestly probably end up getting that kind of, that cap that Crawford had, you know, that 6 million. Yeah. Like I can, I can see like Corpusala getting a 6 million deal and like, boom, or you never know. We could fucking trade for one of them too, because they're both competing for a starting spot and somebody's going to try and fucking win it. And somebody's going to get pissed if they don't. Yeah. And it's, it kind of definitely, you question the whole thing too. Um, I still, even with, with that being said and how much more that makes sense, like they're thinking with it. Um, part of me is still kind of – I'm still extremely worried about the, the goalie competition. I I still have flashbacks of what happened with Forsberg, and I'm still really worried, like – because he's saying that Subban, Lincoln, and um, – wow, why am I blanking? Delia. Yeah. Delia, they're going to be – it's – it's up for grabs. There's no favorites. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even say who has the advantage right now. He says the only advantage out there is that Subban's played more NHL games, but he says that it's an open competition. And if Lincoln comes in and takes his, takes the ball and run, that's awesome. And that's, it's his net. That's how it's going to be. 
I just still am worried that not having that veteran presence there to help him kind of lean on him because I believe it was, I believe it was Pat Boyle that even asked. He's like, he was like, well, Crawford coming up had Turco to lean on. Yeah. Um, do you, are you, are you wor- yeah. Are you worried that these players don't have that? One of these goalies won't have that. And he didn't seem concerned about it. Well, that's, that's because the other thing that is less concerning is the fact that it's a goalie competition now. And it's not grooming Crawford to be the starter. It's each goalie is fighting to be the starter. Right. It's a completely different kind of setup. Like, I understand, like, wanting to have, like, the veteran presence to kind of groom someone. But you don't know who it who to groom. And, like, that's why I really like, like, the idea. It kind of, like, is reminiscent of when Darling got, the, um, got pulled up. And when Crawford went down and, and it was him and Ranta and then Darling yeah. was like, yeah, no, I'm actually going to be here to stay. And it's like, oh shit, like out of fucking nowhere. Like, there you go. Like perfect. And like, that's the kind of situation we can have. It's, it sucks because it's, we didn't have that situation like a couple of years ago. But again, when Crawford went down and we, it was just a shit show in that. Yeah. But I'm really hoping that's not going to be the case. Do you think, do you think though, that maybe once they, like they establish who, who the guy is, yeah. That they maybe go out and see, like, maybe, oh, this free agent, this guy's still a free agent. We could sign him cheap to kind of come in, and now we know what goalie we're, we're trying to prepare and maybe bring in somebody. Or do you think that it's straight up these three guys, next man up, no matter what kind of thing? I don't know, man. I just – I think it's just these three guys, like yeah. – Somebody, somebody, take the reins and fucking go. You know. Yeah, I just uh, that that scares me. <laughs> it really does. I I but mean, it's 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 it's, it's it would be scary. It would be scarier if we were a fucking playoff bound team, and that's what we were depending on. Yeah, that's true. I'm kind of I'm kind of liking the fact that like the goalies are kind of going in like with no pressure really because like they're kind of seen as like not a starting goalie in the NHL. You know, like nobody's expecting them to play well. And it's kind of like, okay, well, I have all this pressure off my shoulders. All I have to do is just kind of play hockey and like nobody's expecting me to do good. And it's like, okay, well, somebody can be very surprising. It's the same as like Elvis Merzlikens this year. That's what he actually brought it up to was the was Columbus. They lost they lost Bobrovsky. And then they're like, it was like, oh, Columbus is gonna be garbage without Bobrovsky. Columbus is gonna be garbage without Duchesne. They're gonna be terrible without Zingle. They're gonna be terrible without Panarin. Yeah. And then Columbus is like, fuck you, none of that. None of that. <laughs> We still have good players, and it's like, yeah, we do too. And speaking of our good players, he also addressed the the Taves going to the Athletic, yeah, um, voicing his displeasure. And he, boy, Pat Boyle asked if they, if he's discussed, if he's talked to Taves about that, and he said that he's talked with all the veterans together. They, he said, it's kind of the same situation. What, why they're doing the media tour? They all got put the cards on the table, let them see what's going on, what the plan is. I think he – I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume – he didn't say this, but I'm going to assume he probably was like, listen, if you're in, you're in. If you're out, let me know. We'll take – we'll do what we yeah, can. Yeah, no, that's what he said. He got he got the feeling – or he – basically the players have let him know that they're still in here for this team. Yeah. They're, they were upset with, like, not being notified of what the, like, direction the team was going. But – they're not they're not leaving they don't want to leave they want to win another cup here and he likes the fact that they want to stay because they like that leadership for this young core is so like huge and paramount for them it's it's insane like no matter, yeah no matter what it's like either we win and taves king keith probably not keith i don't think he'll be still around around that time but taves and kane they get another cup they get their name on another cup or worst case, they groom these young guys to bring yeah. up that next that next core. And I can even see Taves and Kane even coming back as like part of the organization too. Like Taves could be a fucking coach. I've always thought, yeah, I've always thought Taves would be would. I can see Taves being part of this organization in some sort of role more oh, yeah. than more than Kane. I, I think mean, they're they're the next ambassadors. Of yeah, the, of I think the team. I, they're they're the next Makita Hall yeah. and fucking Savard and everything. It's Kane, crazy. I see. Yeah, Kane, I see the, as a Bobby Hall, <laughs> just Kane's. going around rinks, getting hammered and signing <laughs> autographs for twenty bucks. Yeah. 
But like, yeah, like Taze, I can see him. I don't know about coaching, but I can see him working up like and being like a geyserman. Yeah, like a fucking GM. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bowman could fucking groom him into that. Like, I wouldn't care. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, like he also they kind of threw a hypothetical at him too. They were like, if you get the feeling that, or like if the players, like one of those older core players give you like a like a I want out kind of situation like are how willing are you to accommodate that and he's like you know what if it's up to them like they they want to be here I don't even want to entertain that idea because they all like say that they want to be there so I don't think that any of them are going to be moving unless like for some reason it just becomes a massive shit show and they're like no 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 fuck this like, I don't think it's going to become Edmonton or Buffalo level, like, garbage. No, like, this this feels very much, like, Ranger-esque. Yeah, like, if we it's can like get what, lucky with the ago? Rangers and fucking nail another, like, top two, top three pick, like, they got fucking two and then one. It's like, oh, man. And we just got three. Like, I, I still think Kirby Doc's going to be better than Capo Caco, too. He, uh, yeah, he had nothing but, like, amazing things to say about Kirby. He was, like... Oh, that's that's what I want to talk about. He is talking about how people were questioning and frustrated with why Kubalik was a healthy scratch, why Boquist wasn't up mm-hmm. right away, and he says that that the healthy scratch is a good thing. Yeah, because especially with the type of players that these players are now, that they need they want to be better, they want to be good, but they need that direction. They need to be told, okay, this is what you did, this is what what you need to do basically they need the guidance so so he thinks that and he said that he goes if you see a player being healthy scratched more than likely it's because they need that that time to kind of step back look at everything and reestablish themselves and get going hopefully it happens less than less than more times but he goes kirby doc's a freak kirby doc just jumped into it adapted and was ready to go within like four months he was talking about development and he was like we wish that every player that we're looking to develop can develop like kirby doc but we know that's not realistic yeah (laughs) it's like he went from basically an 18 year old just coming into the nhl to being like oh this shit this kid is like fucking nhl like top tier like you're gonna see it and what pisses me off the most is he's only a top six high in fucking NHL 21. Like, <laughs> eat shit, dude. He's a top three pick. And you're not going to make him medium elite at least. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So dumb. Um, the other things that he talked about, unless you wanted to say anything else about Kirby. No, he was just just very much team team Kirby, team like this is, this is the guy. He – it pretty much like without saying it, it kind of felt like this is who the next core is going to be built around. Yeah, and who which I we, like. Yeah, <laughs> so like he's he's going to be a first line center for sure, and just insane. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Do you want to touch on the Boquist stuff? Well, I'm going to touch on the sod thing real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for so it. the whole. Uh, like what we were questioning before is like, if you're looking to go younger, why are you trading sod for just the door off? Like that doesn't make any sense. It's 27 for 25. Like that's so fucking stupid, but it's like, okay, you, you pull it back a little bit and you go, okay, they're not going to be able to retain sod at all. No, there's, there's no way he's making 6 million already. He's going to probably get more than that. And they're not going to be able to get anything or they're not going to be able to hold on to him after the season. And I was like, well, why not get picks? It's like, you don't really need to get picks for Assad. Okay, that's cool. Well, let's get why, – why, why would we get to Zadorov? And then he goes, well, what everybody doesn't realize is everybody thinks that young players need to be really good when they're young, but defensemen tend to take a little bit longer to grow into their roles. And I was like, fucking hey, he's right. <laughs> it's like, like goddammit. It's like, of course. And then they're like – and then we love his size. We love his tenacity. And all he's going to be able to do is help players like Mitchell and Boquist grow and evolve into their roles and feel more comfortable right away in the NHL at that level or at the NHL level, because he's going to be out there with them. And then they can kind of take the reins on what they're specializing in, which is like offensive and moving the pocket forward. And, and then he'll just 
he knows his role as a defensive guy and he's not afraid to throw the body. Like I'm ready for some Zadorov fucking blasts out there. Like he, and he was, he brought up a good point though, too, that he's only 25, but he's already played 356 games. That's so true too. Like I was like, yeah, man, that's fucking right. He has played a shit ton of games. Like he came into the league like 21 and that was with Buffalo. Yeah. He, I, I like that. I really do like that pickup. Um, it was like one of those things that like what we originally said, it was just like for sad, it should have got so much more and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But it's everything back. we should, every time we trade sod, it's like, we should have got more for yeah. either, for either what we got him for or what we gave him for. Like, that's it's always, it it's always the same situation though. That's what's so funny. It's like, oh, we're not going to be able to retain him. All right, we'll flip him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm cool about it. And then the other thing he said too, with that move, it's kind of like, now you bring in Matthias Yamark, and he's that two-way player that's going to fill that sod role. Like maybe like a not as great, but like still can play that defensive side of, like a little bit better than a lot of our forwards. And he on the on the interviews, you hear him just say like, "What you got to realize is that it's not just a sod for Zadorov trade; it's really a sod for Zadorov and Yanmark." because it gave us the flexibility, the cap flexibility that he kept, he keeps bringing up to sign somebody like him and fill it in. So it's kind of like, okay, like, I like the way you you put it, like, of course, but I wish you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least get a, at least get a third. So Saad was, Saad was 6 <laughs> million. The only thing, <laughs> the only thing that I always forget about this, and now I'm looking at cap friendly, uh, not a big deal, like always, but yeah, right. um. I was like, oh, well, that was good. You know, we got two players for the essentially Sod's salary cap hit or whatever, like a player, a Sod type player and a good defenseman. Yeah. But nope, there's still a million dollars that we're retaining from Sod. Yeah, which, I mean, it's, it's only one year. year but so yeah, but we have the cap like, space. It's, yeah, fine. it's always like, it's always we're not like, buyers oh. at the deadline. We're fine. Yeah. That's like, that's that. the utilizing the cap space thing. I still don't understand why we had to retain that unless, like, Colorado has tons of cap space, don't they? Yeah, I don't know what the Colorado is just like. Yeah, we're like we're always gonna make sure our cap space is like super good. So make sure you retain a hundred or a million on that. It's like, yo, you got six million in cap space. It's like, yeah, but we wouldn't if you didn't retain a million. <laughs> and they only have two RFAs right now. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna like. Well, Saad's got – I don't know where he's going to end up next year because I don't think they're going to have to be able to sign him. No. Um, because Gabriel Landeskog is going to need a deal. Kyle McCarr is going to need a deal after this year. Oof. Yeah, they're not going to be able to sign Saad. Yeah. They're... Oh, Devin Taze doesn't even have a deal yet? No. They traded for him? No, he's an RFA, arbitration. Grubauer. Oh. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they work something out and they can sign him or he just goes – I fucking swear to God, I have the worst feeling in the world that he's going to go to Boston. Who? Sod. Oh, God. That's who originally I can see him. I can see him in Pittsburgh, though. Yeah. Hometown. That's game. where he's from, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how Boston always fucking pulls it off. It's okay. Boston doesn't have anybody on defense, so it's great. Yeah, um, yeah and then so sp- speaking of defense, um, the Boquist comments, too, which was really interesting that – they actually felt so Boquist Mitchell comments. They yeah. felt that Ian Mitchell is more of an NHL ready defenseman than Boquist was, and that they were ready to roll with him, but he decided to go back to college. Yeah. That got me very happy. Very yeah. excited. If if Mitchell's looking to be more NHL ready than Boquist was, it's like, yes, let's slot them in. <laughs> yeah, like and he mentioned all the young defensemen too that like like Alec Regula and like um was it Wyatt Kalanuk and Bowden and it's just like yeah we're i mean whoever can fucking step up like let's go this is the youth movement time so it just sucks cuz there's possibly two spots going to be taken up by older guys that i mean if they you, know, you need them yeah you need them um I still don't think Seeds plays again. Honestly, if he does, I hope he looks great. Either, yeah. <laughs> I just want Seabrook to look fucking like 
five years younger. I mean, he was looking good in the training camp before the for the bubbles. So yeah, we'll like a, see how that a goes. Big old bear. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that. I mean, do you have anything else from the interviews at all? No, I, I mean that's kind of uh, like the gist I got. Yeah, it's just kind of like the one thing that I really liked that he said was, like, they did kind of take accountability. He goes, "We don't get everything right. We recognize that, but we certainly need to get more right than wrong. And when we do that, I think you'll see." that we are working together to build this back and that's our goal we want to win we want to bring great hockey back to the fans that they've been tremendous for us over these years we want to make this exciting so i think that's part of it we owe it to everyone to be more open and that's part of the goal so i do like the idea that they realize they fucked up i like that they are open to being open and I yeah. hope I really hope that it kind of turns into like a weekly thing like or not yeah. a weekly but like send the newsletter should, out let us know what's going on no, or even like don't no, even like if he sits down with like Pat Boyle on, on the hot talk and all that yeah. kind of stuff and just kind of be like like hey because I mean how Quinville was it Quinville or so no Quinville used to have like a, a weekly spot on one of the like the AM radio shows oh, really? where he calls in and he just kind of gives like uh, oh here's the state of like my team and all this kind of stuff. That's pretty neat. It'd be kind of cool hearing I'm, that from a GM. I never listen I to that. I don't yeah. wake up in the morning at that time. Yeah, but <laughs> I think one of the other things actually I just wanted to mention was um, the way Bowman was talking about how like the they're doing things for the future of the team. It's like everybody wants to do as much as they can to do everything right now, but it's like, you got to realize at some point in the future, like Keith's not going to be here. Kane's not going to be here. Tay's not going to be here. And Bowman's not going to be here. And you got to make sure that the team is going to be looking good going forward when all of them are gone. And what, yeah, the way he actually said it too, he goes, the Blackhawks are going to outlive everybody that's here right now. So it's important to keep that name strong. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, I like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like every team has their ups and downs. And like the, a lot of the teams that have their ups right now that like, I don't know, I'm Pittsburgh and Washington, like they're going to fucking have some downs and yeah. they're going to like, it's going to be just like us. And at, hopefully we're on the up by the time they're on the way down. Which is sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, and it's hopefully. The main thing is it just doesn't go back to what we refer to on the show as the dark ages. Yeah, at that ninety, what was it, ninety five? It was like early two thousands till yeah, mid two thousand ninety five to like two thousand, and then two thousand and two to ninety or two thousand and nine, like when we started like winning again. Oh yeah. Like, 2008 was like eh, 2008 was the surprise year so about 2007 that going into that 2008 2009 season it was dog shit hockey and oh, yeah. it was it was a long period of time and i'm too old to go through another like stretch of hockey like that where we don't game. pay anybody and we just <laughs> yeah um so overall i mean the media tour i think was great he said the yeah. right things he he played laid out the plan very nicely now the main question and i said this to you when we were texting back and forth is do we believe that he can actually stick to this plan and actually follow through and 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 make this happen and i think for me personally that's what he needs he needs to prove that he can and that he it's going to take a while it's not going to be like okay start of the season let's see did the plan is the plan working type of thing it's going to be a long way to see what happens, but um, he he won me over a little bit with this. I mean, yeah. hell froze hell froze over a little bit because I'm saying that, but I mean, I I think I said to you during that text, I was just like, I've never hated or loved Bowman. I've always just been like, all right, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, sounds good. All right, that's dumb. Like it's, it's like I've never been like extremely frustrated with him so yeah i did enjoy the um just like the whole interviews and everything it, it put me at ease like i said when we started it yeah took got everybody off the ledge a little bit calm down but like i like i said it's all talk until I mean, now we have to see action and just see how it plays off 
And if you truly love this team and you truly want to see them be good, you're going to have to just be patient. It's not going to, it's not coming overnight. You gotta, you're going to have to suffer through probably, I want to say at least probably two, two, two bad seasons, maybe one bad and one like, you'll know when you can stop suffering is when we find out what our goalie situation is like. Yeah. Once you have a more for sure to set on that. Um, because I mean, our, our defense prospects and our forward prospects going forward, like this young, these young guys that are 24 and under, like they should be able to step up and be pretty good for the ne- at least the next eight years, you know, like 10 years, maybe. Oh, one thing he did say on another podcast, that I will not say because it infuriated me the entire episode, but he said one good thing was that he goes, basically you're looking at because this this particular podcast was very upset about dealing Panarin and how like this doesn't make sense why you would trade him you know blah 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 he's he's all and all that but he basically said he goes you have to look at some of these players that stick around on teams for long periods of time they're usually your top 10 draft picks they're usually your your franchise player you find in the draft very rarely are these players that are sticking around for a long time late round draft picks or undrafted players those are the players that you pick up you you try to develop them and when you realize you they get to a point that you're not going to be able to retain them you use them yeah. for their asset it's like what you're going to get back in assets so that's that was like another like really good point that i'm like i think a lot of people that don't know the game and how like it actually is to build a, a build a roster it's that yeah cool panarin would have been great on this team sad cool. It would have been great to keep him around, but these players, you're, you're not going to be able to have a team full of $10 million plus players. No, this isn't NHL 21. You can't yeah. just turn the salary cap off and then you can turn trades on easy and just decide that you want to get three top 10 picks and keep everybody for 10 plus million. Not going to happen. Yeah. So and like the thing is too, that like kind of goes along with that. That makes sense is when you have somebody, you nail like a late round pick or an undrafted player. And you can turn that into assets. It's like, that's free assets. Like Shaw is the perfect example of that. He was a yeah. late round pick. He's we, a six rounder. Yeah, we couldn't afford to keep him. We flipped him for picks that turned into Debrinket. Yep. And we were able to get, <laughs> obviously we were able to get Shaw back. But look, at it, you turn Andrew Shaw to Debrinket. That is a hell of a trade-off. Yeah. So you use the whole point of those late round, these, these depth position role guys is to hope that they get good enough that you're able to go and get the assets you need to, to get that next player. It should always be like, these players should always be used to be trading up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Use Um, their value, man. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much it. We're going to say on that. That's pretty much it for Hawks talk, right? Kinda. So friend of our show, Oh yeah, Frank from the Hockey Illuminati. First of all, Frank, because I have a feeling you listen to this. You're an asshole for posting up a little <laughs> screenshot of the letter in the Instagram story saying, "Thank God it's about time." I hope they don't win another cup for a hundred years. <laughs> Fuck you! Just because your Leafs can't get past the first round or even get out of the qualifying round, doesn't mean you got to attack yeah, us. Yeah, it's getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> but. At least they at least they make it to like the final game of each round. <laughs> <laughs> so he does these so his on his page on the Hockey Illuminati page, he does these rants and hypotheticals and all that kind of stuff. So after this news that the Hawks are in a rebuild, he says that if he was Kyle Dubas and he was playing the role of GM, he'd be picking the phone up, calling Stan Bowman and being like, Boom, you're rebuilding. I'll give you two young players, you give me Kane and Tapes. The two young players that he proposed was Nylander and Marner. Oh, God. I hate that trade. I do, too. Frank, <laughs> Frank if you're, I, playing, if you're playing Kyle Dubas, if you're playing Kyle Dubas and I'm playing Stan Bowman or Tanner's playing Stan Bowman, I think we're blocking your number for the Mets, like, possible trade. I mean, unless like, – I don't know. Like – the craziest thing and funniest thing to me too is like he also posted not too many days before that was um 
like a like a rumor kind of post about what was going on in the bubble for Toronto and how like the young guys are just like fucking divas and they didn't give a shit about winning the games they just like use it as like a vacation and like how the coach is oh, like a little baby back bitch and is like too afraid to say anything and the players are too afraid to say anything and I was just like yeah fuck that like Marner and Nylander are both named in that and I don't need two fucking Nylanders to do that shit if he that's even, okay. he even he even said they could be like little fairies and prance around and shit. It was just like, no, why would we do that? If that trade, so even if that considering that trade, you would have to take Alex Nylander back. Like yeah, 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 we're yeah. not keeping two. We're not keeping both no, of them. No, you had to no. take at least one. What really blew my mind was reading the comments and the amount of your I'm calling them simps because they were going off that. The amount of people saying that Mitch Marner is better than Patrick Kane. What fucking Kool-Aid are you guys drinking in fucking Toronto? Yeah, what? <laughs> you even said how much better Kane's been over the last two seasons when he theoretically should be on a decline and Mitch Marner should be going up and Kane is still blowing him out of the water in points. Yeah. <laughs> Kane's been doing it for years. Kane's still doing it. Kane's going to be doing it till he's like fucking 43. I swear to God. Like we better keep him forever. <laughs> those guys are, those guys are retiring a Blackhawk. I think yeah. unless something it, disastrous it, happens with this retool, they're retiring a Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. I mean, I don't want a Corey Perry situation where he ends up like playing in Dallas. Oh God. All players go to Dallas to, <laughs> to retire and try and win a cup. Wait, no way. I wouldn't do that trade. Do you, have a, do you have a counter offer for him? No, I wouldn't. I would. I don't want to give up Taves and Kane. Like I know you can get assets for them, but like I think their leadership is way more valuable than than like some assets right let's, now. Let's uh, let's propose. Let's propose. Plus, a nobody's trade. gonna be taking twenty million dollars, like twenty one million dollars. Yeah. Let's propose. Let's propose a trade for him then with um, involving that he wants some veterans, some leadership. Two Duncan and seven. Keith. Yeah, two and seven. <laughs> He's going up to Toronto. We'll take 34. Who the fuck is 34 in Toronto? Matthews. Oh, hell yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like it's like Freddie Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll flip you uh, Muzzin for Keith. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I would do that shit. <laughs> What's Muzzin making? Five. So See, he's making less than Keith. No, Keith's? 5.7. Oh, no shit. I thought or Keith... like 5.5 or something like that. 5.625 is what Muzzin's making. And then, uh, you know what's great about <laughs> the Hawks making these moves? They're not the top of cap friendly anymore. I know. You had to actually scroll down to five. Okay, so okay. Keith is making a little bit less. He's 5.5. Yeah. So we'd be paying a little bit more, but we'll give you Sieves and we'll toss in like a couple draft picks. Like no. late, late, late round draft picks. Well Keith little Keith for Muzzin action. We'll give you a fourth. You know, you need that veteran leadership back on the back end. You got nobody. We'll take That's Jake that. or how about Jake Campbell too? We'll talk, toss in Jake Jack. for us. <laughs> Jack no? Campbell. Or Jack Campbell, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want that. No, I don't want a four goalie fucking thing. I don't know, Aiden, like Aaron Dell. He's actually really good. <laughs> Aaron Dell has like really good stats, and for some reason got signed to only an eight hundred thousand dollar contract. So, don't know how, but so he had I guess one off year. That was about it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, Frank, sorry, we can't make a deal. We can't come to terms. Uh I don't know, man. You guys are just kind of fucked with those with those divas. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming the thing is, like, I could see it being like, yo, like that's the way Patrick Kane kind of was, like when he was a younger guy. But it's like, yeah, but he was still hungry as shit to win. Like he was, he was putting up numbers still. He yeah, was he was still, clutch. Yeah. and he wanted to go out and party. Like, <laughs> but he had the guys around him that would like put him in his place like when it was time to go on the ice and then he's grown into like a much more mature like nasty fucking player he's better than he was when he was like 26 and it's insane and i think uh i think jumbo joe had an up there it's definitely gonna 
I think that's going to help a little bit. I yeah. think that was a good move for them and very, very cheap. And worst comes to worst, you're going to get a couple picks for him at the deadline if you need be, if need be. So, um, Frank, unless you got a better proposal, um, I think we're hypothetically declining that trade on you. Shutting the door. Um, yeah, so quick, don't quick like other Mitch little. Barner. <laughs> I know. I like. I don't know why. I just. Neither of them. Like, I just can't. I wouldn't be able to get excited with those guys being on our team. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. I think I think I like Nylander a little bit more. Just I do, but I, reasons, still, I, but I also think he's extremely overrated. Oh, he also wanted to toss uh, Kerfoot in. No, we don't need him. <laughs> yeah, like, like we'll toss in Kerfoot to make the, the salary cap mess up. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fun. Um, good times. Yeah, good time. Frank, if you want to come on and, uh, you know, state your case a little bit better than, than the Instagram video. Um, hit me up. We'll, 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 we'll make it happen. Um, but yeah, a couple other quick little, uh, little notes around the league. Um, today they officially postponed the winter classic. That was supposed to be between Minnesota and St. Louis at target field in Minnesota and the all-star game that was supposed to take place in Florida at the Panthers arena. I don't know what town they're actually in. Um, sunrise, I think. Yeah. So, but those are both yes. being postponed for at least one year because when those events come back, they want to be able to have the fan experience, which makes 100% like it's 100% good, like makes sense, all that. Like, can you? I was thinking about that. Can you imagine an all star game with no fans, like in the bubble? Yeah, that'd be weird. Um, now they need to do two, two winter classics next year, two all star games next year, just. Fucking It'll get be it like, going. It's gonna be like six stadium series games and Yeah. Um The crazy thing to me right now is like football stadiums have been having like fans. They've been having yeah, some it's like the Just southern, do all the games outdoors. There's talks you can about have social distance. Did you see that there was a rumor going? I don't know how legit it was, but there was talks that the NHL was looking into possibly doing opening day. At that out at that lake, yeah, um, and like oh, I forgot what the lake was called, I but can't it's like either. fucking awesome like view. And I was like, dude, if they could make NHL hockey, it was like Mystery Alaska. Is it like mountainside or some shit? Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. it's like mountains in the background. It would have been like literally would have been Mystery Alaska. Oh, it's yeah. to be NHL teams playing each other. Yeah, it, of, would, it would be a lot more pond hockey though because yeah. I don't even know how they would put boards up and glass and everything that they need. It'd be the cool logistics to, just don't add up, yeah. you know. It, it would be cool to do like an, an exhibition game like that. Like, yeah, that'd be pretty nice. But um, yeah, um, also funny thing that came I saw today when I was going through hockey Reddit. Next week, the players will get paid for the first time since April. Oh boy! They're gonna get eight point one percent of their twenty twenty one salary by by Saturday. That's kind of crazy. I mean, not like they're hurting or anything, but right. That's insane that they haven't been paid since April. I mean, it sucks, <laughs> but you do you make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, no. you're about to make a lot of money again. Um, <laughs> then there I don't was, feel that bad. There was a couple other little rumored stuff going around. First was the. They rumored fourth jerseys that each NHL team's getting a fourth jersey for this upcoming season. Yeah, which I think makes sense because if you're not going to have like fans, you got to find some way to create more revenue and selling more jerseys makes sense. There's been so. some, there's been some cool ones, and there's been some like okay, like Mighty Ducks or not the Mighty Ducks. Oh, like, it technically, would be the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. It's got the classic third jersey of the the goalie from the from the TV show jumping Wild through Wing? the ice. Wild Wing, yeah, jumping through the ice. Yeah, and they're doing it orange instead of was it purple or green last? It was like teal. Yeah, so it's gonna be orange. It was like a yeah turquoise or something. No, it was like a green. I yeah. don't know. It was a fucking green. But but uh, ugly as hell. Yeah, 
<laughs> but with that being said, I really hope that means you're going to see the LA Kings Burger King mascot jersey. You're yeah. going to see the New York Islanders Fisherman mascot. Yes. Um, who else had a really bad? Actually, I would love to see the St. Louis one with the, the trumpet. Yes. That would be great. I want the uh, the Tampa Bay one with the storm. That oh, has like yeah. the, the dark water at the bottom and the lightning bolts on the sleeves. Um, the Mooderous, the Mooderous. Oh God, Dallas. Yes. Then the ugly mustard cat in Nashville. Um, Can they else? do that though? Considering Vegas basically took that over for their actual third jersey, the ugly, ugly gold. That's, that's gold as shit. And that's, <laughs> that's shiny. <laughs> it's not good. It's like glitter, like glitter, too almost. Yeah, it's. Like it looked really nice when it was like an accent color yeah. on their jerseys and like an accent color on Buffalo. So that's when it looked awesome. But having the majority of the jersey be gold, oh, too much. Oh, speaking <laughs> of Buffalo, what about like the red and black Buffalo head jersey? Oh yeah, for that one of fourth, those. for the fourth one, that would be sick. I love those jerseys. Yeah, the old just Buffalo head. Yeah. Um, Fucking that, Vancouver with that wild V. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be That's, sweet. No, new, no news on the Hawks yet. I'm assuming it'll just be some variation of the black. Well, they'll just wear those really old whites with the number on the front and back. That would actually be kind of sick. That would be really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it would be cool. I think it would look terrible. Considering but, though, we'll never use them again. Eh, whatever. I'm trying to think of like what would other ones like I mean you can go completely um, they're trying to do retro jerseys is that what it is kind of yeah yeah that's the theme like what's Vegas, Detroit oh uh, you'll lose a stripe uh-huh. yeah Vegas was doing like one honoring like um it was like a minor it was league their team. minor league team yeah yeah Vegas the Las Vegas Thunder yeah so I mean it's eh but Whatever. yeah so I mean I'm I'm always jazzed up seeing uh Jersey I, love, talk I like jerseys, that. you know. Yeah. I love when people do mock-ups online. So if you ever see mock-ups online, fucking I, send them to me. Aesthetics.com or .co. I don't remember what he's doing. That is an awesome site that he's like he's in the know of like all the jerseys getting announced. He like always breaks it before it happens. And then he has like people that do mock-ups and they send it to their site and put it on there and then whole whole contest and all that kind of stuff. It's a really cool site. Um, no free plugs, but hey, free plug there, bud. Hey. Um, always free plugs, scam friendly. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the other kind of like really, I mean, we kind of talked about the divisions. I mean, that kind of leaked a little bit. Um, basically, same leak yeah, still. Basically, the, the Hawks are gonna get just crammed up the dupa with uh between past two Stanley Cup champions and Southeast, basically the old Southeast division. Yeah. Plus Detroit <laughs> and Columbus and Nashville. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just can- Canada all together. And then Buffalo was just like, Hey, we're better. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we <laughs> got to play uh, all the good ones. We got to play all the good Eastern conference teams. You think Tyler, Taylor Hall is like, this isn't what I signed up for. No, 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 no. Trade me yeah. within yeah. this division, please. <laughs> you want my no trade list? It's every team that's not in this division. Um, kind of big news. Doc Emmerich is retiring. Yeah. yeah, I mean, huge news. Yeah, that dude was the he was the voice of hockey for forty seven. He did he did commentating for the at the NHL level for forty seven years. Watch like some of the YouTube highlight films of him, just like his most iconic calls, and it's like chills, chills like crazy. Was it Blake Coleman that was like, I always wanted to have a Stanley Cup goal called by Doc Emmerich? And it oh, ends up I didn't being, hear that. Yeah, he was like, he was saying, he was, he was tweeting out, he was like, I've always wanted, like, it was a dream of mine to have the Stanley Cup goal sco- called by Doc Emmerich, and it ended up being his last goal call ever. No was, shit. Was goal. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And then it's like, now it's like, you can't associate the Black Hots cups without Doc Emmerich. Yeah. Like, I went back and I watched the, the 17 second 
oh, goosebumps. Like yeah. the Patrick Kane, like and everything that was anticlimactic, but still, like oh yeah, he did his best to make it exciting. I um, I loved it. But twenty-two Stanley Cup Finals, he called uh, six Winter Olympics. He, on top of that, I don't know if he still did or when he stopped, but he also called was uh, the New Jersey Devils commentator for. Oh, was he really? Yeah, for a long time. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see who who they decide to. Yeah, I mean, if, even if like Eddie's going to keep doing it or not. Because he's been looking to become a GM. Yeah, he wants to get back in hockey ops, I think. Yeah. Bad. Um, yeah, I don't even know who. There's really nobody. Anybody but, what is it, Jack Edwards? Oh, God. That's the only guy that I do not want. I'll fucking burn the TV. <laughs> you know how much it would suck to not be able to watch the Stanley Cup final because fucking Jack Edwards is calling the game? Can you imagine if he was calling the game on national TV and Boston was in it? Do you know how he would be pro Shoot Boston? Me. How he would be pro Boston calling a game when Boston's not even playing? Yeah. You know, if Marshawn was out there, <laughs> <laughs> you got in two minutes for that. I don't. Even, he doesn't even sound like that. That's just fucking Boston. I fucking eat shit. <laughs> hey, if you're from Boston, that's all right. But if you play in Boston. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't like that team. <laughs> Boston's like, there's no reason for us to hate them as much as we do, but they just, they put themselves in that position. They I think it's like everybody it to does. themselves. Um, yeah. So I don't know anything else you think going on. I think we kind of like covered everything going on in hockey right now. It's like the slow time of the season, which is funny because it's going to be probably the shortest slow time of the season. I mean, I'm still looking to see like where some of these free agents are going. Like, yeah, Hoffman's still out there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, Grandlin Schneider, I thought was gonna sign with uh, Islanders. Islanders. I don't know, Sammy Votnin, Galchenyuk. Like, there's some some decent names, you know. I'm still surprised that Mike Hoffman hasn't signed. He scored almost 60 points last year. I wonder if he's just trying to like get a lot of deals and see who's going to pay the most. I wonder if they, though, like, I, I thought the second Taylor Hall signed, it was going to be like a boom, boom. Yeah. Let the dominoes fall a little yeah, bit. Because I mean, once Taylor Hall signed, you know, teams are going to be desperate for a goal scorer. So that's when he was going to, he was going to come in. So unless he's asking for just something stupid for, for the yeah, time, he wants a Taylor Hall deal or some shit, like one yeah. year, 8 million. I would give him one year, seven seven eight no not eight like seven maybe at the most for us no i'm like in general oh if like in general yeah let's see who has cap space islanders rangers already have so many left wingers panthers he was just there he might i don't know maybe they can get him back columbus nashville those make sense him and columbus would be nuts I like that fit. Yeah, because they I feel like they just need more goal scorers. I feel like Columbus and Nashville try to Whoa. clear up so much space. What if the Sabres just went after him, though, too? Who else is their left wingers after Taylor Hall? Jeff Skinner, but he can play right side. Yeah. Zemgus Gergensen's. A power play with Eichel, Hall, Hoffman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I bet you I'm, I'm going to say he goes back to Florida or he signs in Nashville or Columbus. I think those are the three. Yeah, I can see that. Well, all right. That's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> so um, make sure to follow us on all social, Instagram. Um, I'm not even going to plug Twitter anymore because I've just given up trying to remember that we have that. Dude, I never look at Twitter. Yeah. Um, Facebook, you like us on Facebook, but that's, I mean, that's, it's basically social media is now Instagram. Yeah. That makes basically, sense. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> it. Um, so follow us on Instagram at WCB podcast or even on YouTube. Yeah. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, follow the show on Spotify, Apple podcasts. I think we're on the new Google podcast. I have no fucking clue because I don't have an Android, so I don't give a shit about. Google. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
everybody's check spotify <laughs> spotify is the way to go honestly it's the yeah. easiest it's spotify is podcasting youtube and it is actually very awesome and it's the best way to listen to your podcast listen to us first and then listen to the rest of your podcast yeah um yeah leave a comment uh or subscribe rate to us uh and i apple podcast and all that boost us up in the charts um check out the website wcb benders wc benders.com <laughs> leave a riding pine question let's get some riding pines going because i think we're gonna gonna need some uh some time fillers yeah uh, and i will it doesn't even have to be hockey related no let's fucking have some fun with it like yeah let's do some hypotheticals let's do some yeah. weird shit if you want let's get, let's get weird let's get weird yeah um, and I'll, i'm hopefully working on talking to a couple potential guests for november december hopefully but hey. um yeah so yeah thanks for tuning in uh this is episode 113 um what are we call plan the plan all right so for Tanner and myself, we will uh, we'll check you on the next one. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>